The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Yeah, no, the problem with my boots. <laughs> uh, we know the problem. Is the they're, they're highly insulated. Yeah. I've had them for like eight years. I've been to the top of Red Mountain a hundred times with yes. them. I've been, yeah, they're. they're well, old. I can guarantee you no moisture has escaped those in eight years. <laughs> no moisture has escaped them. I've changed out the insoles. Oh, my God. Dude. Uh, but if I wear them for 10 uh-huh. minutes. Yeah, my feet turn into uh, <laughs> toxic, butt, dude. <laughs> yeah. dude d- Hazardous waste. Yeah, is no that doubt the, about it. Are those made by Yeti? Well, because <laughs> no, no, they're moisture. actually made with Yetis. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah. with actual Yetis. Uh, no, they're, they're North Face. It usually uh, doesn't happen to you though. But when you come to a proud Asian American's house where you have to take your shoes off, like Aaron here, sure. oh, it's when it's like, oh shit! Uh, Just give you the no. heads up, boys. Got, I got to. Hey, let boys. You know. What was the first thing I, I said? The first thing. You oh, said no, full disclosure. Like, <laughs> you you go ahead. We're all grown like, ass. Buckle up. Buckle yeah. up, boys. Because <laughs> these boots are coming off and there's nothing oh good going on God, in there. Four check, back check, paycheck, boys. I'm <laughs> smelling that hockey locker room again. What do, what do, you know what's <laughs> funny too? I don't get underarm omer odor very oh, right. much. Like I don't get BO. Right. Yeah. It's you know? just that. And I don't have like halitosis. I just smell like fernet and cigarettes all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, you are what you put you know in your what body. I mean? But man, whatever's in my body that's toxic comes out <laughs> through my feet. And oh my God. Yeah. So dude. right now we are pretty much sitting in a fog. I, I was going to say like of my I have foot this, odor. I, I've got this really strange desire to eat pho. Yeah. I've <laughs> got no idea why. Yeah, there's a I'm not of, even hungry. There's a hint, a hint of star anise. Oh, no. It's definitely a, get the pork. Some fish sauce. Lightly fish sauce fish for sauce. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. I'm enjoying it. This is like an uh, excursion. For, this is like an well, indoor this is a, it's, it's filling all your homoerotic needs right now. <laughs> this yes. is a podcast dedicated to spirits and I can tell you there's probably like 48 <laughs> to 60 different aromatics and botanicals <laughs> Coming out of my foot. I was going to say, uh, I, I thought you were going to take the spirit angle like your feet died. And have oh, come well. back to life. I thought you were going with that. But, uh, but no, I, I do that's have, fine. I do have a dead foot. <laughs> Good old dead, dead foot. Yeah. I got a little black toe. Sean's got sugar foot. Bobby's got dead foot. <laughs> we all got feet things. I never showed you guys. We, maybe we should post this on the Whiskey Reel Facebook page. Mm, okay. I have pictures of my foot when I got my joint oh, replacement. No, nobody surgery. wants to see that nobody, shit, dude. No, thank you. Jesus. That's I had so no brutal. idea that when they cut your foot open, the sutures look like a roll of wet paper towels. Ugh. Like, Ugh. it's just disgusting. Gosh, oh, God, it's just yeah. it's foot, foot, hand, and eye things get yeah, me. They do, don't like they? you know Hang when somebody else. cuts their finger in the kitchen or so, I, boy, I just my my butthole can make diamonds. Yeah, I, what I'm about just, like rough cuticle damage? Well, that's just 
feverish masturbation. No, so, do you know that dude? You know Caleb that works. So at I jerk off a coconut oil. To yeah, gross. Yeah. And I go MCT. I use avocado oil because this MCT is not sustainable, man. You got to worry about those orangutan. I'm not worried about bro. shit, dude. Okay. I got straws made out of sea tortoise, dude. Dude, that dude Caleb, my I'm friend just Caleb, to come, bro. That works at steamers. <laughs> it's hard enough as it is. Are you going to put rules? At my age? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Christ. So Caleb from Steamworks deserves a shout out. Uh, and please go into the bar and do this shit to him. He gets physically ill and starts to gag when he sees cuticle damage. So wow. when I like rip a hangnail, I always go up to him and just stick it in his face. And he's like, yeah, it's fucking that's, awesome. That's really strange. So everybody here in Durango, go into Steamworks, find Caleb uh. Harrington. If you have a hangnail and show it to him and watch Perfect. what happens. Excellent. And well I know they're twins, but Gabe, on the other hand, is no, he's disgusted by nothing. No, ever. no. <laughs> Not even himself. He's incapable <laughs> of being disgusted. He is. No. They oh, could God. not be two more different human beings sometimes. I right? I know. It's I, crazy. Yeah. You guys, Caleb's pretty buttoned up. Yes. Well, he's, he's front of house. Haircut. Back of house. Button up back, shirt. Backwards and hat. And then Gabe. Oily shoes. Yeah. Oh, fuck Oily off. Shoes. What are you doing, bro? Johnny Cash. <laughs> As he's eating a cigarette. He's well, not we love those kids. Um, um, <laughs> I, uh, before we start the intros, I did what yeah. uh, I did talk to uh, Susan Hupp. Yes. Just, I don't know, 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And she's super excited to actually listen because she says she's never heard the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome, Susan. Susan, enjoy. And so, Sorry. So, and, and I pointed her in the right again. direction. We love Susan. She's a great person. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, so Sean, do you want to tell everybody why they're listening to this and yeah, who this we are? A, oh, yeah, what are we doing? Right. Welcome yeah. back to the Whiskey Reel podcast. <laughs> to my left is Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes <laughs> of the uh, trying to be stank as fake as possible. <laughs> Hello, stank noises is of your the new landfill album. noises. <laughs> <laughs> and to his left is Aaron Antonio Banderas, it... nominated for an Oscar for a movie nobody saw. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, that's Antonio fine. Banderas is nominated for some movie nobody cares no, about. No, I know. Oh, I heard it was horrible, by the way. Yeah, that's what I imagine. That's uh, that's the going notion is that that Pain and Glory is. But what, he's I, just I, fucking amazing? In yeah, it? yeah, apparently. But it's <laughs> supposed to be hot garbage. Yeah, it's probably is. I don't know. And uh, I'm Sean Moriarty, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Chudinsky, a.k.a. Uh, Jason Stakeums. Jason Stakeums. What was the most recently Chud related one? Oh. Chuddy Buddy? No. No, that, that, one, that one's The better. captain of the SS Chudinsky? No, see all those ones we know. Oh. I don't recall. Nah, good. Mrs. Fuck, Ch- I don't one. Mrs. Chudderworth? You do Mrs. know I <laughs> You understand that I don't fucking listen to this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, you don't. Bobby Why would doesn't you listen, listen to this? Bobby's no, like, I don't garbage. need to hear myself. At least you're not that type of person that listens to hear themselves that while they polish their rifle. No, I just, dark. I just file them away as successful. Yeah. Because I'm like, I was super charming. In that yeah, you assholes. And I have to listen to this shit again. Even I know. It sucks. And if you don't listen back to it, you have full fucking, you have full deniability. Like, you're like, no, it was great. Well, if you listen to it not really like an ostrich just like if i didn't hear myself say it it didn't really exactly no i do have my phone set up to download it every week just so we get that 26th (laughs) listener yeah (laughs) hey there's about there's roughly a hundred of them out there i know we're trying to crack that yeah that hundred mark um, speaking of hundreds, hey. speaking of hundreds, we got a hundred proof offering for our whiskey audience today. What, what did you buy? Uh, so you guys gave me the heads up that Old Forester had a quote unquote new rye. Uh, the gentleman at the store who is quite the expert at Durango uh, Liquor, it's over Durango at Walmart. Yeah, I was over there the other day and was like, man, they do have a pretty good fucking selection. I'm going to give it. We go to Star all the time, but you can find other shit other places if you're looking for it. Um, these places have to distinguish themselves, and so they do carry things that you can't sure. get at the other stores. Uh, the guy told me this is about a year old 
Yeah, roughly is it really? the, wow. this rye, this old Forester rye, hundred proof, has been around for about a year, but we are just now tasting it. Um, their footprint's probably not too hot in this town with sure. regards to bar bars carrying it because I haven't seen it. I mean, not the rye. Old Foresters in every every bar. everybody's well. Every bar that Foz got to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, let's read the back here. It says, in 1940, my great-grandfather, Owsley oh, Brown, acquired the old Kentucky distillery and along with it, the Normandy rye whiskey brand. After a 40-plus year absence, I am proud to reintroduce this historic rye recipe, which features our proprietary yeast, along with a mash bill of 65% rye, 20, uh, 20% malted barley, 15% corn, creating a unique, spicy, and floral member of the old Forrester family. Yeah, it's so I would divine from that that they're not an MGP. This is actually something right. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Which is actually really impressive for as big a distiller as Old Forester is. Oh, 100%. A lot of these guys tend to cut corners and just go with the MGP stuff because, I mean, why wouldn't why not? you? You can get good juice mm-hmm. and create a good product probably on pennies on the dollar compared to making your own. Yeah, so well, this is the Normandy rye whiskey recipe from before 1940 that they're just bringing it back from when they acquired the old Kentucky distillery. Well, it's good. It's – Yeah. That's a good thing. And this is what, a $25 bottle? Uh, it was like $27.99. Yeah, okay. I mean, this I, is don't a, quote me on that. Under 30. Under 30 for sure. Yeah. So you get 100 proof, uh, 62%, you say? 65, right. 65%. 65% rye. Um, super peppery, barley, fun. 15 corn. Yeah, I mean, I, I to be <clears throat> perfectly honest with you, outside of the ABV, the heat that jumps out of the glass, Bobby, you talked about, like it on the nose, you can mm-hmm. get the rocket It's fuel. hot on the nose. It really doesn't wear it on the palate. I don't know, like off- Outside of the ABV, if flavor-wise, I would immediately say that this was a rye. Um, it it yes, I mean it's kind of a it kind of means nothing because we already knew it was a rye going into it. Yeah. But if I were to blind this, I don't know if I necessarily go, oh man, that's a rye without the ABV. Yeah. Um, it could it, it does could fly have under some, the radar as a bourbon. For it sure. does have some pepper to it, but it's definitely not as as highly. Um, spicy as other rise at a hundred or even right. higher. Um, well, and if you're going to compare price points, like you would be talking about a written house, which we've talked about on this podcast ad nauseum. Yeah, and that's um, that's which is more a way benchmarky more peppy, sort of spice. Yeah, rye comes uh, right at you, hundred percent. With its rye, like yep. fuck off. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. this is yeah. a rye. Um, you know, and I was just talking to Lucas an hour or so ago and he wanted to hear what we thought about this because that's the comparison that I think he was interested in. It's definitely something I'm interested in because, you know, they're the exact same price and why wouldn't you want to discern like what is going to be the better mixer? I think the better mixer still is Rittenhouse because it has no doubt just because of the, the, the forward leaning, pepper spice thing goes yeah. really well with vermouth. It's got more of a so backbone. It's an, a, just an amazing Manhattan. I think this makes a really good Manhattan. This, this sure. makes a, I would I would sip this over Rittenhouse, though. I oh, would sip 100%. this over Rittenhouse. Yeah. God, not even close. Rittenhouse, there's a reason why it mixes so well. It's because it's all spine and no flesh. It's, yes, it it's is. It's just backbone that you can pack on pounds to. Like you can pack on a martini and Rossi sweet vermouth, which mm. is super oh, yeah. sugared, and it'll stand up. This, it's got a lot of barrel on it. It's got a lot of the vanillins and caramels on it, um, much more than a lot of rye on the market, which I think decreases its value as a mixing rye, but mm. increases its value as a sipping rye. Mm-hmm. If I mix this with Carpano Antica, I'm mm. going to taste Carpano Antica. Uh, it's going to blow right through it. You and that's I mean? the, what Rittenhouse, what Rittenhouse offers. Rittenhouse stands up. And- exactly. 
like I, this isn't a owes good... its success to the Carbono Hunting yeah, guys. I mean, shit, dude, this doesn't exactly <laughs> scream mixing rye to me at all. Mm. It's um, a nice little whiskey, though. I like drinking this. I'd rather mix. I'd rather mix with Bullet Rye than this. This um, is something I, that it just I'm... doesn't have enough. I'm strongly, this is a strong candidate for the bottle I have in my house. Yeah. Like the one that I just have for like when just company a, comes sure. over or when I want to have a couple of fingers. Yep. I do We're that. Having that rather than what I usually have, which is like bullet rye or, because yeah. bullet rye is fantastic, but bullet prides themselves hot, on man. being really hot and not being shy of kicking you in the yeah. face. Exactly. And, it's and that's what I like cheaper, about it. This is a cheaper product. Shit. It's a cheaper product, cheaper. but it's also the, the bullets, um, not even this hot. Mm-mm. Like I mean, as far as the 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 label, like bullet doesn't yeah, yeah. clock in at a hundred, and this does. But mm. if you were to taste it side by side, you'd swear bullet's hotter. Yep. Right from an alcohol perspective, again, that's a great. Good, that's a good point. Great sipping rye. Mm-hmm. Um, I Agreed. just don't. I don't. I don't see it. I'd rather use this in an old fashioned than I would try to actually know, and be light on some of the. That's other actually shit. a really good point. Just bury it in an old fashioned because at least then I can still taste it. Mm-hmm. If I put this up against any good vermouth, it's going to get run over. Yeah, I could put some water in, and I could just put. I could if I wanted to water it down, I could maybe do some soda. We're we're sipping it on the rocks, and I let the ice kind of. Um, I put the ice in the in the glass for about ten minutes before we poured it, so there was a tiny bit of water at the bottom, and I don't think it's hurting. Not, Not at, at all. all. Yeah, I don't. I I I like it. Jinx. <laughs> me oh, like, buy me a coke. Oh fuck! I owe you a coke now. Buy me a coke. Or now we're adults. I owe you some coke. <laughs> Jesus. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Why probably for that. that. Might be true. I'm not touching it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what we should do, Aaron? I think that uh, let's pour ourselves a little bit more. Of that. Yeah. And then I oh, think yeah, uh, to, to segue into our next bit here, I yeah. think that you. Being the Los Angeles yeah, uh, man. Lakers fan, need to uh, maybe put a toast. Well, yeah, uh, and I'll full, full disclosure: I've been getting texts all day from people, um, and it's been rough. I've been kind of, God, it's so weird too, because people pass all the time, and people you respect, and da 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 da. And man, I've had a really hard time today, like choking yeah. back tears. It's I don't know why. It's so fucking you tragic. Know, I was choking back tears. I think, and I'm not I even a huge I, basketball. I've fan. been dealing with like my mortality a little bit over the oh, last okay. year and thinking about like what's the next thing and all that. So I think it's a compounded thing with me personally. But obviously, uh Number eight, number twenty-four in the in the rafters over there at Staples Center, uh, Mr. Kobayashi, the Black Mamba man, uh, passed away today, tragically in a helicopter accident in Calabasas, which mm-hmm. is a little suburb of the San Fernando Valley where I grew up and I was born. And uh, it's all the Richies live in Calabasas, the yeah, Kardashians yeah. and Kanye and Michael Jackson live there, and that's kind of the uh, uh, home base for people with a ton of money. And he had been taking helicopters back and forth to games for years, and he was actually on his way to a camp, a Kobe Bryant basketball camp with his 13 year old daughter. who's like supposedly a badass basketball player. Yeah. Go figure, right? Genetics. Um, and have tragically crashed. Um, the, all the details haven't come out, but the plan, uh, the, the helicopter caught fire and, uh, subsequently they went down and, and, uh, five people were killed today. Yeah. So. I was about to say there was three other folks. One yeah. Of them, one, one of them was his 13 year old daughter, Gigi. Yeah. And, and uh, one of her friends and a parent of that child that was going oh. to the camp as oh, well. Oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so two brutal. 13 year olds, yeah. brutal, brutal, brutal. You never know. So, um, I just, yeah. It was, God, I had people text me and I'm like, fuck, every time I got a new text, my eyes started welling up. I'm like, why am I so emotional about this? But 
again, this was kind of happened. You know, he had a 20 year career in Los Angeles, five championships. We don't need to talk about his accolades. I mean, you don't need to like Kobe Bryant. Some people didn't like Michael Jordan. Some people don't like LeBron James, but there was a natural passing of the torch from Michael Jordan to Kobe to um, LeBron. I don't think anybody would argue that. It's hard to argue against 16 All-NBA defensive teams and 18 All-NBA first teams and Hall of Fames and five championships and winning with Shaq and winning without Shaq. And um, I would be really interested to see what Shaq would have to say today. Um, Kobe's legacy is... It's there's nothing it's to etched, talk about. It's etched in stone. He's on the basketball. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, for one thing, you can almost point to him as like the guy that created. I mean, obviously, Moses Malone and other guys in the past had jumped from high school to, to the pro. Yeah. yeah. And LeBron being the last one, you know, right. Garnett, they changed Garnett the did yeah. it. It was Garnett, Kobe, LeBron, and then they shut that shit You had down. to be yeah. – you had to so, go through two years of college at least. Yeah, well, now you have to go through. Now yeah. you do. But before you could jump right in the NBA. Yeah. So here was a 17-year-old kid sitting on yep. the bench of a Laker team that was obviously – you know, again, if you're a Boston fan, you probably well, don't care. And but, I, I, I brought but, this up to you guys via text earlier. Yeah. But like my first memory of Kobe Bryant – I mean, obviously I'd never seen him play in high school. Right. Um, was yeah, he was riding. He had been drafted by the LA Lakers, mm-hmm. and he was playing. I was a Utah Jazz fan back when I actually used to watch the mm-hmm. NBA. Okay, and uh, those losers, yeah. KB, Kobe <laughs> came in, you know, in a playoff series. I, I want to say it was like Game Five, something like. Oh, that. this is the, 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 the air bench. balls, and uh, he he mm-hmm. pitched up like four straight air balls, mm-hmm. and it was bad. First kid, it was first, you know, start nerve, probably man. a little jittery, right? Yeah, yeah I think at eighteen, you know, and, I, and <laughs> yeah, I, dude. as far as I remember, Utah goes on to win that series, and mm-hmm. you know, blah blah blah, and then blows it in the champion, in the and finals. then of course, well, yeah. they didn't blow it, but anyway, <laughs> that's a whole come on, podcast. come on, come on. They did run into a little gentleman by the name of Michael. Jordan Never heard of him twice in a row. Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> well, even Michael Jordan though went to the Wizards for the last year or two of his career. Kobe did twenty years all on the Lakers. As yeah. Dedicated Laker. to the Lakers. And and quite frankly, in his Which last year, he played over 60 games. He still yeah. had 18 points a yeah. game. It wasn't – there's so many of these guys that do He'd their kind of – stick an 18-footer in your fucking face um, right at the end. There's a reason why Co- – I mean, With no cartilage, with no fucking – Nah, man. No. And, and he had a, a remarkably warrior. healthy career for what he was. Famously um, had an infidelity on with his wife. What? Got back together with her. I'm trying to – I thought we were going to ignore it, dude. No, I mean, you know, it's part of his, his legacy, really. Yeah. He had – uh, four daughters. Um, yes. Just, I mean, what do you say when anything tragic like that's happened? Takes talent. The guy was forty-one. Jeez. Yeah, man. Yeah. Big part of our life. Mm. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a big part of our. Everybody knows who that, you say Kobe Bryant, and almost nearly every person, human on the planet. Every knows who kid you're for the last about. fifteen years <laughs> that shot a jumper yells Kobe. Yeah, dude. I mean, the guy. When I was a kid. Listen, it was, yeah, we we about Jordan. Oh, dude, everybody. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and now I was LeBron. And Whenever I'd like... shoot a three, I'd sell Stockton. But uh... <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Nobody, ev- but nobody no, else like, ever. You know, you've heard that. people right. do the Kobe thing. No, of course. And uh, again, Kobe. He's part of our. He's part of our. We yeah. like to throw the word zeitgeist, but when it comes to sports and there's things that separate winners. And the guy was a winner. He was a winner. Um, yes, he was. In life and on the court, and by all accounts, a great family man mm-hmm. and a great um, and has become like a real philanthropist. philanthropist. And, yeah. and you know, again, Barack Obama kind of yeah came out with a tweet here in the last hour. Or oh, so, really? Talking okay. about that, and he's 
very familiar with them and mm-hmm. the family. Dude, yeah, and, I mean. And uh, it was jarring to see, and I'm not going to make this a political podcast. It was just jarring to see the two, the comparison between <laughs> yeah. our current president's yeah. reaction to this. And I didn't see his reaction. Barack's reaction, who had a personal relationship with these yeah, So it's completely different. So it's completely and meanwhile, different. nobody wants to visit the White House now. You know? You know, and, so yeah. that's... But again, like, you know, less, you know, again, it's not super making- tragic. The fact that the kid was involved obviously hit home oh, to me. Yeah. But um, yeah. Wow. Really tragic and shitty. Well, and- so let's raise a glass. Yeah. Let's raise a glass to Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Nobody will ever fucking forget you, brother. We promise. Kobe. Kobayashi. Ah, so. We used to we used to always scream that that was our big thing like back Kobayashi. in the yeah only because Usual Suspects just came out yeah, he yeah, would just yeah. put yeah. daggers in you and we'd be like Kobayashi Kobayashi <laughs> um, before this was pre Black Mamba yeah. but um um it's always nice when somebody else gives you your nickname and not yourself yes um, definitely so think about that nickname. you douchebags terrible yeah. it's the worst when you give yourself the nickname uh, <laughs> I know it's weird I, I've been calling myself Hanglo yeah. And it hasn't no, stuck. Has not stuck at all. I know exactly who you're talking about, though. <laughs> when you go, hey, everybody, my name's Meta World Peace now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it? Our testy. Yeah, fuck Is you. it? Um, go choke a woman, because I know that's what you do for fun. Mama call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, it, it, you know, bad, sad days, sucky, yeah. shitty. What are you going to do? Um, well, we at the Whiskey Reel have all the respect in the world for Kobe. Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. I've Shitty. been a huge basketball fan all my life. Yep. So. Yeah. Tough. I, I'd like to see everybody. Uh, it's going to be interesting. The Phil Jacksons and the, it's going to be uh, because people seem to galvanize when this happens. And all of a sudden that person that everybody was shitting on remarkably becomes well loved. Yeah. Right. So, in which he was universally, but anytime he was you're a, a winner of that stature, complicated guy, but much like Michael Jordan, yeah, um, yeah. when you're a winner of that stature, Um, And I always say this in business, and I've said this recently at a meeting. If you're a business owner and you're successful and have no enemies, then something's wrong. For sure. Um, When you're a winner of that caliber, typically somebody else is the loser and they don't let you forget that. And, and, you know, whether and I'm sure a class organization like the Jazz and Jerry – you know, um, Jerry Sloan. And I'm, I'm, I'm just interested to hear the people that were around him yeah. and, and could recognize how For talented sure. he was and what a once in a generation. And that, that outpouring is coming. Over oh the God. Days. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a Sunday though. And everybody's publicists probably have the day yeah. off and they need to go through them. Maybe that's statements. better. Yeah. It's probably, maybe better. I think better. it probably is because yeah. knee jerk reactions in moments. Like and then there's going to be some dickhead fucking mumble rapper that'll come out and go, Kobe sucked. Yeah. Like just, just like Tupac sucks value. just for the and Biggie value. sucks. And yeah, because it's cool to hate everything, kids. It is. I don't know if you heard, uh, but yeah, you should probably hate everything. But anyway, here's to you, 24. Here's to you, buddy. So let's move on to media. Oh, the yeah. Medias. Yes, we all uh, we all have seen this movie now. Aaron, you'd said that you watched a bootlegger version of it. I may or may not have watched a pirate Allegedly. copy. Allegedly. Um, Squirrely did. Allegedly's. Shaky handy <laughs> cam. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why I appreciate you, yeah. Miss Katie's. But Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes uh, put onto his Plex server uh, Dr. Sleep, the sequel film, which is uh, a, it's a film that is the made based on the sequel novel to The Shining that Stephen King of the same name. wrote. Um, yeah. But they also give a lot of visual credit and mm. callbacks to The Shining I, movie. We'll get yeah. into that, too. Um, but uh, yeah, it stars Ewan McGregor. It is the sequel to The Shining. And this fucking director's cut that we all watched 
is three fucking hours. Yeah, oh, yeah. so if you were pissed off lot. at two and a half, boy, you're in for it. Um, <laughs> Buckle up. But extra 28 minutes or so, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Bobby was kind enough to put that on. I didn't um, feel that. It didn't. It, it didn't, didn't feel like a three-hour movie, but I it was. I swear to God, long. I didn't blink. Right. I didn't blink for three hours. And granted, you're talking about me. This is about as masturbatory a movie as I can watch. Being because it's your favorite movie. My favorite movie. Um, But you know, I mean, if uh, we don't want to talk any spoilers, right? I mean, I don't think we're there. I don't think everybody's seen it. If you have or don't care, whatever, then keep listening. But we may touch on a couple spoilers. Yeah, we might touch on some stuff. We're not going to tell you how it ends. Like, oh, this happened and then that happened. But we're definitely going to touch on some subjects that you may not want to hear. So just heads up. We have some bullet points, though. We'll do we'll do our best. Well, but based on how this movie did in the theater, I don't think people were clamoring to see. I it. I don't I don't think it came out at a great time. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, other movie huge movies. Uh, some I don't know what th- some studios think. Sometimes they know what's on the docket, and why would they insist on pushing the movie out? And it's got to be a financial. Well, it thing. went. Didn't it come out like the week after Halloween rather yeah. than before? Exactly. Or on Halloween, it should have been out on the thirty first. But come didn't on. I think it's because it chapter they didn't want to open against it chapter, chapter two and have two. two more. I don't think they wanted to have two, two Stephen Kings, two Warner Brothers movies too, and yeah. it, so they don't want to cannibalize exactly. right, which yeah. is smart. I get it. Well, then hold off and do it at some. You know, I don't know. Well, been a I, wonderful I, I, would, movie. I would open my gambit by saying that this is so much fucking better than It Chapter 2. Thank that, you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even close. It's not close. Not better than It Chapter 1, I no. would say. No, no, I love It Chapter but, 1. But I mean, Chapter now 1 we're, was amazing. Now we're chapter talking 2 mincing words. being whatever the fuck yeah. it was, um, uh, which I think was a misstep. Talk this, about too this long. Film, <laughs> this film, I think, nails a lot of it. You know what I mean? I agree. A- in a lot of ways. And, and I think it's you so, and I were texting back and forth with Sean, and we both admitted, well, we both read half of Dr. Sleep. Yes. Right. You know right. what I mean? And I knew the movie was coming, and quite frankly, as much as I, I, I'm an avid reader and I like the, the the experience of reading a book, I was so wanting to see this movie that I almost didn't want to spoil the right. movie, which is kind of funny. But anyway. And this is probably more about me, too. I, I have a hard time reading a lot of long books anymore. Yeah, I've, I've gotten to I that age that. where I'm just like, I don't know if I want to start this long book because yeah. I could die really soon. <laughs> the days of reading so the stand it, are over. Yeah, you keep it under like 400 me. these days. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it, you know, reasonable. Yeah, six plus, and you're like, eh. if I go to the grave from a pulmonary embolism, <laughs> you don't want the last thing. That's like, I don't want to be like on chapter six of fucking Doctor Sleep. Yeah, that's a bad. You know move. what I mean? That's a bitch. Bad move. Can you get Stephen King novels but in heaven recur- where I'm never going to go? Recursion 8. <laughs> yeah. Recursion, Recursion 8. eight. Recursion you want to read through. I do. And night, through it. Night Snakes, that was one night for me. Oh, man. Night yeah. Snakes is a page turner, man. Page turner. Yep. Um, but, but, and it, we're just being stupid. Uh, the, the thing that struck me and what you guys got to know about this, I mean, we deep dived into The Shining before on the podcast. And if you haven't we heard that one, it's a good one. Two episodes. Two episodes. Two whole episodes. It's a commentary. And, and honestly, arguably one of the best movies ever made. I don't think anybody would argue with that. And um, that's one of our most popular episodes. One of the best. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a tremendously directed, acted, and written movie, period. I don't yeah. care what Stephen King has to say. A lot of times artists don't really understand their own art. It's ours now once you release it. So fuck you. Um, but I don't think anybody's going to argue about the theatrical brilliance of The Shining. The, the thing that makes Dr. Sleep interesting is that as much as it is a true sequel, and it really is a sequel. Like a direct sequel. It's got nothing to do with The Shining. In, mm. an, in an as much as 
the original movie, it was more about place um, and and Jack Torrance. Those are the main focus. It was the Overlook and Jack. Those are the main characters in the movie um, and about their relationship. This is different. This is a very modern, um, almost kind of a millennium sort of like – this is more of an action movie than a horror movie. There's more of a thriller than scary. There wasn't yeah. a lot of scary right. in the movie. Well, they, the director said he specifically didn't want to have any jump scares, just like they didn't have in The Shining. Don't rely on jump scares whatsoever. It's more yeah. like but, impending but, dread. And but Shining horrifying. is one of the most horrifying movies ever made. Yes. Whereas this is not. Not saying it's not. It, it, it's apples and oranges is what horrifying. I'm saying. They of didn't course. try to. They didn't try to make The Shining too and make it scary. He went in the the book and much to Stephen King's credit, the book was written a lot more scary what I've read so far than the movie. But um, they knew who their audience was going to be for this movie. And it wasn't going to be us that love The Shining. They got to get 20 year olds and 25 year olds that may never have even seen The Shining. Mm -hmm. And this movie does kind of stand alone in a weird way. It does. Obviously, if you watch The Shining, you would enjoy this movie so much more because some of the True. ghosts and yeah. um, the the well, shot you're for shot sixty percent of the fucking the get it right the inside yeah. like do you know why some of the shots that were so important in, the in this movie and the nods oh. and, the... and Bobby was almost like dude like get off of Stanley's nuts with the shots there was a couple of moments in this film that it I, was I gratuitous found, uh, a little jarring yeah because I thought like well this doesn't even make sense. And what we're doing right now. Right. Like, I understand why we're at where we're at. Right. But now you're just throwing this at me for right. I know exactly right. what you're talking about. The actor that they got that Don't did Stranger Things, my fucking Hair show. and facial hair exactly like a very yes. familiar face. Yes. Although I thought that that was justified. I like the way that they did that no, scene. No, for sure. But it let's was more like visual aspects of the film. So uh, the director of this, who I can't get on the fucking internet for some reason, so I can't see who the director was, but he met with Stephen King when he was going to do this book mm-hmm. or turn the book into a movie. And he said, he asked him essentially like, what, what direction should I take this? What do you want me to do? And so they still gave credit to, and it made it a direct sequel to The Shining. But the director also and writer also incorporated a bunch of stuff from The Shining book. That yep. wasn't in the Shining movie yes. that no they doubt. added to this movie to help reconcile the the kind of you know Stephen the disparity King, Stephen between King's the Sandy book. vagina. Well, no, the, the disparity between the book fans of the because plenty of fans of the book didn't like the movie when they went and saw it anyway. People that were huge fans of the book didn't like the movie very much, but you could say that about most things. Yes, amen. yeah, except for Harry. And the Potter. director's name is Mike Flanagan. <laughs> Mike Flanagan, Mike thank Flanagan. you very much, Mike Flanagan. Uh, and I thought he did a fantastic job of adding those little pieces. Making this his own story, but also I thought they were sparing with how much they they, they didn't do 100% symmetrical Stanley Kubrick style. They did it once they that mentally Danny gets back into like, this is going to take me using the, the spoiler sort of kind of using the overlook as a weapon at some point. Mm-hmm. And he knew exactly what that meant. Right. So you had in those moments, I felt like it was OK to 
exactly copy. And I'm pretty sure at one point they just reused the elevator blood scene. Yes. They didn't refilm that shit. I, That's I Warner agree. Brothers property. So they just fucking put it in. Well, I was actually curious because there was some scenes where they cut to stuff that would have happened in the first movie and they used actors, new actors to reenact those characters. The new actors were fan. The chick Which, played Shelley Duvall did a good job of being her without be sucking right. at acting. Right. Well, I know. you know my Sean, feelings Sean on Shelley Duvall. Sean has and, a Duvall and, problem. And touche. Like, like, you're right. She was actually very much that character. She was Wendy Torrance. And sure. and I, I think the kid was the kid and the guy they played Jack Torrance. There were some... There oh, were the some, guy that played Dick Halloran was perfect. Halloran the was Dick great. Guy, that um, was incredible. Perfect. There, there was some really good choices that they made when they did the reenactment. I think it was very ballsy not to use footage from The Shining in a weird way and try to CGI sure. it in. They could have done that and probably did an okay job. We just saw the Irishman. I mean, yeah. there's no reason why right. they couldn't have put do Jack Nicholson's face on an actor that looks similar and yep. made it work, but they just wrote it out. They were honest with it. And I appreciated that. I, I, I mean, as a Stanley Kubrick fucking just fanboy, I can, I was so appreciative of all the winks and the nods and the, the, the framing, like when he was doing the, when he did, when Danny does the interview for his job, yeah. it's oh. in the same office with the same window looking outside, even though it was underground, which they've never been able to reconcile that yeah. for The Shining. For sure. But they made some really bitching choices. They were very honest to the original uh, vision of Stanley Kubrick and honest to Stephen King, which goddamn, dude, how do you make mom and dad like each other after they divorced? Yeah. I don't know, but they did. And he did a, Flanagan did a a great job with it. The well, acting how do you, how do you make a, like a sequel to two different properties? Right, yeah. and he did it. Yeah, it happened. No, and I know, really I know, you know, maybe we're a little bit late on the train talking about this movie, but we all finally just saw it. Yeah. We're all really big fans of the the subject matter. So it did just come out for like it. streaming and yeah. it did, so, it which did. is how most we're, people watch movies these days. No, way less right. people go to the theater. I mean, so. we. All 19 th- people saw this in the theater. All, right. <laughs> all three of us sitting here, typically, if it's a big movie, we'll go see it in the yeah. theater. All of us en masse, every single time. But we can't obviously watch everything. And no. this was one of those where we kind of let it go by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also live in a town that shows four movies a month. So <laughs> um, we better. don't really have. It's the, we miss like two or three and ones leave much faster. Sure, sure. Some yeah. do. We miss and art house pictures. I, we I, don't really have like an art house theater. Uh, Even though the act tries to do it, they only sure. do one at a time. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would hope that down the road, much like the original Shining, I would hope down the road this movie gets the the, the necessary respect that it deserves. I think it, for I years think it's going to gonna come. find. I think it's going to find an audience. And this it, is going to become a cult classic in two I, years. And I it has all. Because it really is a fantastic movie and it's going to find its own way. And it did its own. It did fantastic through. world building for like I this. It gave me exactly what I wanted. I was worried it wasn't going to give me what I wanted. Right. I was going to be like, I wonder how they're going to do this because I really want to see what it's like for Danny dealing with the trauma from what happened to him. What's he like when Alcoholism. he gets older? And what yeah. is this world like once he starts getting in touch with other people as powerful or more powerful than him? Yeah. And they gave it to me to a point where it has, and it's a more relevant time back then. Stuff like this wasn't as a big of a deal. When you have a superhero movies with telepathy and all these other things and, and people having extraordinary powers is the norm now. I feel like this movie is going to do better and resonate with more people than The Shining did when it came out because it, it alienated people, and that was its sure. job. It's make you feel dread, Isolated, constantly horrible. isolation. Yeah, this one I think's more adventury. It's got I, a it, more it, of an it really adventure, is. and I, I totally agree. This is more of a Harry Potter style shining. <laughs> I mean, and it's the shining universe. It's kind of yeah. a road picture. 
it, like what's they're that? on a journey. It's oh, a road. Totally. It's a <laughs> buddy know? movie. You know? I mean, <laughs> really, really when you think it. about it. And we should talk about the little girl. I don't know what her name Phenomenal. is. Yeah. Phenomenal. My goodness. We're going to see a lot of her. Phenomenal. She's so good. And, and, and let's back it up real quick. The acting in this, they got Ewan McGregor as Danny. And I've always liked Ewan McGregor. Always. I mean, we all, we all I love mean, him from train spotting and blah, 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 blah. But God damn, dude, he was so subtle and nuanced and he was the least over the top person in this entire movie. True. He One of played his it best so straight. performances. I, I agree. Cause it was so subtle. Then we can talk into everybody's. We're all going to have to choke each other to death for the affection of one. Miss Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, I'll fucking um, kill. Uh, see, both this of you. is what I'm saying. I would kill um, both of you just to smell her hair. Yeah. I will throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> I will come out of this room. <laughs> I will eat my own feet. I, I, yeah, no matter, no matter what has to happen. And considering the context, today, what was it I said to you guys? I would, I would leave my entire world behind on you Christmas morning. On yes, Christmas you would. Morning for yes, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, she is a, wearing that hat. Oh, fuck off. She is a beaut- Not only is she good looking, but I'll tell you what. As far again, oh. going back to the acting. She is chilling for as being as beautiful as she is. She is so menacing and sinister in this oh, and just, yeah, just uh, there's oh, a sense I of like, like she was, she'll just fucking take your wallet and, you know, give you the Lorena That's actually Bobbitt, a way dude. better description than you know? chilling. She is menacing. menacing. Like, uh, like she that just, girl is a problem. There's fangs behind that beautiful, those mm. beautiful lips, you it's know, so like beautiful. she's just That's fucking. That's the kind of girls we like though. We want a girl that is, you know. Very for, nice, sweet, and beautiful, but will cut you or cut someone oh, yeah. else if need be. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. still trying to work on the first part of that, which is finding a girl that's nice and sweet and beautiful. And for context, like, we, <laughs> the first time probably any of us saw Rebecca Ferguson was maybe Mission Impossible. The first time I saw her, actually, you're, I'm not oh, going to say No, it's, please He's going to pull out a chick flick watch. It was, the, it was the Greatest Showman, that musical oh, about yeah, P.T. No. Barnum yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman. I've with heard, Jackman I've heard and, great uh, soundtrack. Fantastic movie's yep. kind of stupid. There's certain parts, and they vastly like P.T. Barnum was a piece of shit, but they make him look like a hero, mm-hmm. and they sure. paint they paint it in the light. The music's fantastic. Rebecca Ferguson's really good in it, but yeah, she's go- she's gorgeous, phenomenal actress. Um, really, I, but really, really, I was impressed with her here more than most. Yeah, um, you see her, and you were saying it's Mission Impossible is the first thing. It was a lot the of first thing I can remember, even though I might have seen her in something else. That's where she stood out for obvious reasons because well, she's Christ, such a the yellow dress, Dimeru, dude. The yellow dress but, and Rogue Nation. But go watch if you if you're Fuck a fan off. of like action adventure. Don't think of this as a horror movie. It's a thriller. Um, it really is. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of scary in this. There's a couple scenes that if the little twins from The Shining scared you, you're gonna well, get scared again. And there is one scene that's <laughs> like ungodly awful and depressing. Oh, and like but that was more disturbing than horror. And they um, picked a. And by the way, that actor who we I, I don't want to say was in the Jacob Good Boys. Jacob Tremblay, who was in the Good Boys, but also got snubbed. Should have gotten an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor when he was in Room. He was oh, boy that's from right. Room. He was in that room. kid's going to be around for a while until he He's either good. a ages like a fine wine or b Macaulay Culkin's himself. I'm going to go how that works out. more like uh, what's his name? Go uh, Haley Joe Osment. Yeah, <laughs> just gets fat and weird and then ends um, up in like art house pictures and like kevin f- smith movies never gets past five three and gains 400 yeah. pounds yeah uh but anyway go see dr sleep if you're a fan of uh good movies um trust me you'll yeah. you'll dig it you're gonna love it did we forget to talk about anything that we wanted to talk about no not we, so far bobby and i real quick we're talking about how wrong Stephen a smith was about his ufc um experience we're both we're all fans of the fight game um boxing and 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 combat sports in general 
Um, somebody needs to stop Stephen A. Smith. He's a fucking idiot. He's turned into uh, this. He's I, a parody of himself. Him, it, he's it, a caricature of himself. He Colin Cowherded himself. He became yeah, this yeah. caricature garbage fucking yeah. mouthpiece. He's like the Rush Limbaugh or the fucking, who's the other idiot? Alex Jones of Sports Talk. Yeah, he's, you he, know, just he's outlandish the shit And if you guys don't know, he, they invited him on to be a UFC uh, analyst for some reason. The guy yeah, knows so nothing dumb, about right. fighting. And meanwhile, you've got guys like Ariel Hawan and you got guys like fucking Max Kellerman and Joe Rogan. I don't know if you guys have heard of that guy. So they don't need his star power to sell no. subscriptions, which is what he alluded to in his comment was that go look at the subscription yeah. numbers. That's why I'm there. Yeah. Okay. His, his numbers. You were his. behind a pay platform paywall. So the people that could only watch you were the people that already had signed up for the fight, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Number two, you're trying to tell, you're trying to explain to Joe Rogan how qualified you are to talk about fighting. You have no idea what you're talking about. Um, it was upsetting. I don't upsetting. want anybody over there that hasn't been in a sanctioned fight. I don't want anybody who hasn't been in a well, fight. Well, if you watched his uh, training video that he put out, um, that explains where Stephen A. Smith is. Um, I And I, I, I highly recommend you just Google Stephen A. Smith it is hitting pads. all over Twitter. Unbelievable. It's everywhere. Amazing. Everyone so, hates him. Anyway. I hate him. Yeah. Since me and Bobby were just talking about that outside, I thought it would only uh, relevant to to bring that yeah. up real quick. And as you guys know, like Conor McGregor came out and blasted and him, blasted. And this is the guy blasted. that beat the guy that he was talking shit about. No yeah. skin in the game, Conor McGregor at this point. No, he went in and torched and trucked fucking one of the best fighters of all time. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody would argue with me with that. Most wins, most finishes, most purses, most bonuses, mm -hmm. which means that he's either had fight of the night, knockout of the night, or he brings submission it. of the night. Even when he's bad, he brings it. And by the way, in the last 364 days, this guy has fought six times, yes. and they're all murderers so to say that that guy folded or gave up or didn't come with it i know fuck you unbelievable you're an embarrassment i've eaten at the frontier cafe in uh Albuquerque. vegas oh sorry the frontier down on central <laughs> um right next to cowboy i've never actually spoken to him but those well, guys no. all eat there you never just yeah. you never DJ just like Penn, introduce cowboy, yourself like to this somebody whole crew of those that has dudes. a cauliflower ear you don't just go hey bud bj oh, Penn, how's your dinner bj Penn just might kill you that's the yeah. difference serenity would probably shake your hand he's from hawaii and those guys apparently are crazy they're apeshit <laughs> like, did you I see BJ? no i did did you see bj Penn that video when he got knocked out by that guy yes. and then stood back up and fucked the guy up yeah he's not right oh not. he went full wayne from letter candy no he's cte out yeah. Like when when he dies and they autopsy that kid, he's gonna be his, a study. Yeah, his brains are gonna look like a oh. buffet line at home fucking <laughs> Home hometown dude. Buffet. You know, it's <laughs> just gonna be cornbread scrambled muffins. scrambled eggs and meat fats. That's it. <laughs> meat fats, unlimited yeah. non-fat soft serve ice cream <laughs> anyway, as well. At the end. Anyway, we're gonna. I think we're gonna take a break. Who's doing well, yeah, the work? It's almost uh, time for our sponsor. So we should I probably I take not. a quick break while these guys are dealing with their business. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's give a little shout out to our sponsors. Sean, who's our sponsor this week? Are you tired of waiting for hours in Los Angeles traffic? <laughs> Suppose you're thinking of a much faster way to get from A to B. Maybe you're thinking about chartering a helicopter. <sighs> Don't do it. <sighs> the fatality rate for helicopters has risen steadily in the last three years. You're better off just sitting in traffic with an Uber driver. Uber, it's not a death trap. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Oh, I hate you wow. so much. <laughs> 
I feel like right now with an Uber driver, you're really at risk for a coronavirus. That's true. <laughs> and uh, oh, we didn't even. Do touch. you guys know how that started? Uh, it's not avian, is it? No, it's, it's because they pig. they refuse to put that shit in brown bottles to keep more light out. It skunks bad and gives people a disease. No, that's the it's beer, clear Sean. Bottle. That's coronavirus. The, that's the beer. That's it's the not beer, from, Sean. No. People aren't. It's the but beer, it's not Sean. from the. No, no, no. They're no, not getting yeah. it from. No, no, no. Uh, you just don't like. Is Mexicans. there a joke here where like oh, Jesus. Lo- Lyme disease cures coronavirus? I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> think, please yeah. tell me you made that up. Um, kind of. Okay, you but, read it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift. Uh, I followed Tim <laughs> Dillon. <laughs> no, it was like uh, exotic food markets, right? Ooh. Is where this kind of started. Where I can oh. go get some tiger penis. And so you're eating duck vaginas. Yeah, take that, Avanti. And well, duck vaginas go down like they're like M and M's. You can just fucking handful now. Yeah, That's for great. sure. But if they're not prepared correctly, I like them Fuck. dehydrated. I like them jerky. Fuck off, Fear dehydrated. Factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fear Factor, dude. I'm gonna go full Chevy Chase on those lamb fries. I don't give First a of all, fuck. No I'll eat one, whatever. No one eats a wet duck vagina. You're, you want it dry. Uh, a Dehydrated. really horny duck does. Not you know. a gentleman. A really horny duck will eat a wet duck <laughs> vagina. Duck vaginas are always wet, by the way. They are sitting in the fucking water all the time. Yeah, but they're airtight, dog. They're watertight, homie. That's in true. my lifetime, I've only known two ducks, and that's Donald and Daffy, and I don't know how they roll. Not Scrooge? But uh, Hey, uh, they were like my uncles, yeah. where they always walked around with nothing below, on below the waist. Pants, just, pants off, dance always, off. Always, always, <laughs> and just dick out is not the way to live your life. No. Speaking of helicopters, no. <laughs> just once I want to hear Huey, Dewey, or Louie say, "Put your erect cloaca away." Right, that's a duck penis. Everybody, I'm not more of a helicopter guy. I'm more of a tail rotor. <laughs> I'm more of a turbine. I don't I'm know good what that for means. guidance, oh, man. <laughs> but I'm not going to lift you off the planet. It's no. more of my gutter rudder. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to launch into some uh, Medea. Medea yeah. goes some, to Christmas. Well, and more specifically, no, some musica. musica. Oh, musica. musica caliente. We should do a whole Muzak episode, though, where it's like our least favorite songs from dentists' office waiting rooms. No, we can get into subgenres of music like Vaporwave and Mallsoft and Witch Occult Wave. Oh, wow. and yeah. There's or a like, lot of What about ones. a weird mix where like some like iconic alternative band does like an 80s synth song that sucks? Oh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> oh. Um, Has so that ever anyway, happened? no, no. I yeah, it's so. about to happen. But who are we going to start off with? Are we going to do Bobbeth? Go first. Bobby? Let's go Bobbeth. Bobby, you have. Yeah, let's start with me. Okay. Um, this is a very uh, non controversial, um, safe <laughs> indie rock kind of pick. <laughs> so there's a little band called. Uh, Wolf Parade. Parade of Wolves. All wolves. And they've been Parading. doing this since, I mean, since the aughts, 2003, Could 2004. Could you spin that I into kinda... a homoerotic thing? And, wolf uh, Parade? Yeah, probably. Probably could. Well, because if there's bears, I believe his name is too, uh, like skinny, hairy dudes. This gentleman's name is Alex Vinson, I think. And I have shit. I, we might have to look that up. But, uh, I'm which we the... won't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really, really good old band. They came with this, uh, uh, renaissance of guitar music that was including like, um, Spoon, Arcade uh, Fire, Arcade Fire, um, MGMT, um, all the, yeah. not yeah. guitar, not guitar led, but more of but, that. But bringing uh, rock back to Modest yeah. Mouse, pulling us out of. Thank you, Modest Mouse uh, built a spill, built a spill. Yeah, uh, who are guided that? by who voices. Who are those one hit wonders that did the fucking? Oh, yeah, the Jets. 
Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Or um, Jet. And then, well, oh jets. shit! The oh, one I'm the, the one we're really missing is the one that starts with an S. The the strokes, strokes. the strokes, those uh, guys. I it like was the strokes. it was that fucking element of uh, the rock and roll renaissance. That Throwback kind of, synth rock got me through the Air Force years of my life. Oh yeah, because it was like we killed Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, no, with our, the media killed with our Britney daggers Spears. and and sync and, um, and Backstreet Boys. Like there was that whole sort of poppy bubblegum yeah. pop resurgence. Yeah, and then, more. And then all the boy bands everywhere, ninety eight degrees. And you could include like even Queens of the Stone Age and different bands. Oh, like that, 100%. That, 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 that came along at this time. And what the fuck other band can I not think of? I don't know. Sean. I don't know. There's a million of them. The Killers. Um, the, the Killers. killers. That's Thank a you. The big one. That's those, one. those guys are still on the fucking Billboard. I, I mean, well, like, they only had a couple insane, hits, dude. but I fucking really enjoy. Like, I could listen to their albums. Yeah, whatever that Mister Broadsword song or Broadside. whatever the fuck it was, Mister Broadsword. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's still Lover. like one of the most downloaded songs of all time. Yeah, or whatever, very true. Yeah. All that shit. So, but, Wolf, so Parade. Wolf Parade is like that. Um, I've never had the pleasure of seeing these guys live. Neither have I've I. Always loved their music um i did get to see alex in person uh perform with uh they did a little super group with uh brit daniels from spoon hmm. called divine fits and i saw them in vale colorado back in like 2013 um for their snow days festival which is a really weird festival because they get amazing bands um so it's like unlike this nights. town it's very much so unlike uh, okay. this town, Just but they're sure. also performing outsize in Vail in January. Crazy. Balls. So no one can keep their fucking instruments in tune. So no not a pants off dance off. So I did a little VIP tour. I went up there. I saw these guys and um, you get to sit underneath the heaters and drink <laughs> it's like drink really nice alcohol and have uh, great pasta and all that shit. But like um, really nice alcohol. So great pasta. I guess the one anecdote I have from this whole experience before we dip into Wolf Parade is I got to actually meet Britt Daniels in the VIP room right after they performed. That's kind of cool. cool. It was kind of cool. And he was a really nice guy, very genuine, just seemed like a really, he was just drinking a beer and getting ready to watch the rest of the show, which, which is like Wilco and fucking like, there's a lot of great bands. Wow. Um, uh, God, there's the the shins. Middle aged shins. We didn't talk about the shins, but yeah, yeah the, the shins, shins are more shins are more folk. I wouldn't say they're guitar led rock. They they feel very much more like neo folk. Sure, uh, the shins do. Um, yeah, but thoughtful yeah. lyrics. Softer so if sound. if I recall right, I sat there with Britt Daniels drinking a beer, watching the shins perform, mm, which wow. was kind of kind of cool dope. deal. Was yeah. Zach Not bad there at too? All. Were you guys crying? Um, or? Now this being said, like I don't know if you guys are familiar with Spoon, but like Britt Daniels is, you know, they're good. Yes. Spoon's um, good. They weren't my Some jam, of the best production albums mm-hmm. that I've ever heard. Uh, live, I don't think his voice carries very well. Mm. And it was. Got that Billy Corgan syndrome? So when they played <laughs> together as the Divine Fits, they switched off songs. Like mm. every other song was either Alex as the vocalist right. or Brit as the vocalist. Right. And Alex is by far. <laughs> the fucking vocal talent in that situation. Right. And yeah. we're going to hear that now with, with Let's check their it out. new shit. And it's really fucking good. And check what's the out. song called, Bobby? I can't fucking remember. It's, it's called about Under Glass. Under Glass. Oh, I thought it was the other one. I found it today. We're under the glass again 
don't take this the wrong way, but this is like you put this on and blast it and clean your house. Like, and you're just upbeat and dancing around. Yeah, it's it's true. classic 4-4 four, four verse chorus. And, and you said chorus. it while we were listening to it. It's so guided, guided by, voices. by voices, man. That yeah, was the first I that mean, initially when it came when he came in with his kind of the the affectation of his voice was Bowie. It's like that Robert my, Pollard writes. Yeah. Dude, those songs. Right. It, it, it's it, it felt it, dude, the most totally. prolific songwriter probably in our history ever. Um, but but it, but again, and he just writes great pop songs over and over and over. I got pop like rock, Bowie, boom, boom, MGMT, boom. Guided by Voices, yep. sort of mashup. Everything good about indie alt rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look good forward to, synth, and yeah. it wasn't even synth. It was that piano. It's just piano. Yeah. That yeah. the sixteenth note, Bing, Bing, yep. Bing, Bing, Bing. Just very. This is what I mean. Look, guys, Buddy Holly did this 50, yes. 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. It, this isn't new formula. It's done well. It's mixed extremely well, yeah, I must say, sir. Um, we're listening to it on headphones, which you yeah, guys probably should. Yeah, that was an MP3 that I pulled. So right. That's and, even and, a but, good But the, the mix, the mix of the vocals versus the instrumentation, the way the, the, the soundscape is, super pleasurable. It takes you about four bars to go... And you start moving around and you're in it. You feel good, dude. Mm. Fuck yeah. It's just a well-written song. It is. It really is. It's nothing amazing. Good on you. It's not going to change your life. No, but it's it's just feel good. It's Wilco and it's the National and it's all these fucking bands. The Shins, all these bands we talked about. Like, Fuck yeah. That's what we're doing. And we all look forward to hearing these songs in the background during the soundtracks of the four avant-garde art picture coming in the age tales that'll be on Netflix directed by comedians having their directorial debut. Zach, (laughs) Zach, you mentioned Zach Braff. He's listening to that right now. (laughs) Zach Braff is listening to that. What the fuck else would he be doing? (laughs) Because he's tired of the shins. (laughs) Where's the Doctor Sleep style sequel to Garden State? I want to see a three hour. A revisit, yeah, where they're like, it turns <laughs> uh, out these people tackle you and suck the lithium out of your blood because you're depressed. Jesus, God, Christ, what if Portman was actually a demon? Ooh, oh, shit. I like it. Yeah, she kind of fucked his life she up. She kind of fucked his life up. Kind yeah, she's, of? Fucking, she's a Garden dude, State. I've is lived, one of those movies like Juno. Yeah, I loved Garden you State. I love Garden State. I liked it too so much. Watch it again. Little too close. Oh, to see, home. the last time I watched it, I revisit. Like, I watched it a lot when I was like 22. That's why, because you were angsty. All, all of the sudden, you will start to see the holes in oh, it, and you will start to be like, Amen. "Oh, you." Pussy, you pussy. Yeah. But I mean, we all, but we all, we've can, all lost somebody. We've dude. all been that pussy, and that's what made that movie so yeah. relatable. Just no, like June- when you lose someone important in your life, and I'm speaking from experience, yeah, mm-hmm. destroy true. your life. Don't fix it. Go, go on a bender. Go just fuck it up. Earth. Bobby, yes, yeah, scorched earth. You th- you're the worst guy to bring into the gym <laughs> for a special assembly. They're like, hey, kids, I'll tell you right now. I went off the deep end and it was fucking great. Yeah, but it's yeah. Drugs yeah. for life. Drop the mic and the, walk out. Yeah. The, it was a blast. <laughs> I'm filing bankruptcy to pay for my hospital bill. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> and he's in the bathroom hitting up kids for fucking basalt yeah, in between. Like, like, for sure. All right. So Aaron, you brought... You told me a song and I downloaded right. it and the name of it is uh, the word pigs about a thousand okay, times. Okay, listen. So I was wondering whether or not it was like a hard punkish okay, song, some listen. metal song, or it was like- This oh. is, and I was very excited uh, almost for Bobby to hear this more than anything, only because this is going to make Bobby so happy to hear this song. This is from a UK band that it, there's almost nothing about 
They've never done anything of substance. It, they're called Pigs, 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 Pigs. Wait, that's the name it's of the band? Seven Pigs. <laughs> that's the name of the band. That's the name of the band. The song is called Reducer. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to let you go ahead and figure that out, Sean. But I, but you need to play this. This is maybe the most perfect marriage of Sabbath and Caius I have ever Ooh, heard okay. in my life. This is as stoner, dark, deep British metal, stoner rock. Whoa. Even their videos, psychedelic, the Black Sabbath trails and all that shit, like in Paranoid. Like it looks like they copied the War Pigs video when they were playing live. <laughs> um, they're using all the old school orange crates and fucking and tower speakers. And um, it is so stoner rock, old school. And then my first thought was Sabbath. And then I'm like, then I listen to the bridge. I'm like, oh my God, this is Caius. But then you think Caius was Sabbath and vice versa. And there, there's so much to love about this. And they're playing in the States in 2020. I know they have one show in Brooklyn, New York. Of course. Go figure. They're all over England touring right now. I hope much like the Idols, which is my new favorite band of the last year. These, I hope these guys take a foothold and people listen to them. Because the instrumentation and the sound, the 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 sound of the guitars is so old school. I fucking love it. You know, I always come with the ratchet hip hop, but every now and then I run into a band where I'm just like, oh my god, this is so well, good. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I, dude. I'm I I, I, I can't wait to hear see Bobby's face. And I haven't listened, listened to this, this yet, so I'm good. I'm, no, I'm because super you, I, th I feel like this God is willing, the thing they open planted. up for truck. For no, Bobby, you're like, yeah, Bobby. I did. This is pigs times seven, which is what I'm going with. Otherwise, it's pigs seven pigs in a row. And this song is called Reducer. They've got only about seven or eight videos on YouTube. Their highest video is maybe 70,000 views, which for YouTube is oh, nothing. Let's get them some and views. Let's let's get these guys some views. And and the this is this is Dirt McGirt Stoner Rock, guys, coming out of England. Enjoy. There's That's a lot so going good. on with that track. That the the drastic tempo changes Ugh. as the song ends. Just like it made me usually like that kind of is jarring to me, and I'm like, uh, because it can be poorly executed. But that I would just all of a sudden, yo, you're it was like in. making my heart beat differently. Their soundscape, the way they their production, the way their guitars sound, lead versus rhythm is the, there's a there's a there's a gate on it. There's a reverb gate on the guitar. It's almost it's like that lead swell. as it's almost like lead as rhythm. Yeah, or lead rhythm as, as rhythm lead. as lead, basically. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, yeah. Their transitions, which, the way as you said before, is 
Sabbathy, Caiusy, fucking like, name that Stoner Rock. It thing. goes back to Foghead. It goes back yeah. to freaking Purple. It goes uh, back Deep to Deep Purple. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Know, I mean, these bands. But they for just them had to a be different approach for them to be pulling that off and that and, and the beauty and obviously uh, well-known Bobby and I are big fans of that stoner rock yeah. scene. Um, the shoegazy stoner down tempo shit. Um, the production quality on this and the fact that they're still trying to keep this genre of rock alive. I appreciate so much because it's so satisfying and gritty and dirty. And we were all listening to this while you guys were listening to this. We're just like fucking yeah. horns in the <laughs> oh, air, dude. nodding yeah. our heads. So fucking, it's so dope, dude. But I hope you guys enjoyed that. If, oh, you, if you ever get a chance which, to see these guys, my yeah. God, man. In They're the last couple pigs, of, pigs, 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 so if pigs, you're, pigs, pigs. If you're in the greater New York area, seven you pigs. visit Brooklyn, New York, and then they're so, going back yeah. These are the kind of bands that probably come over and, and play... Seattle, San Francisco, LA. Mm -hmm. Then they'll hit like the New York through the East Coast, but they don't very often make it to the Midwest. They or don't the make middle it of the country. No, right. No, like, Denver's always the one that gets added as like the one in the middle of the country that they'll go to. Yeah. And, and I maybe was, like Austin. Another band that That's falls we into weed. this. Uh, yeah, very true. Another band we that falls into this genre, like you and I have listened to, Aaron, is Truck Fighters. Truck Fighters. Uh, out of Sweden. Yeah. Very similar. Very similar. Uh, 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 aesthetic aesthetic yes um, musicality though truck fighters is a lot more musically proficient oh, off no, the bat yeah but uh, I tell you when you dig down this guys and there's not a lot on these guys like they're not you're not gonna find no. one on wiki you're not they've got like six or seven songs that they've released they've well, got no, like I was about one to say, or like, two truck albums fighters, that's like, it their first couple of albums were more in this vein mm -hmm. they, they get better musically as yes. they learn how to do their 100%. shit right all these guys so like yeah, who knows what we're gonna get from this group man I'm I, excited though like, a great really name like great uh, genre to pick because it's a needed genre in rock. Dude. Not everybody can be well. A wolf rock's parade. on an uptick. We're back to having rock. Well, we talked about that last, last yeah, we week. We talked about it last week. It even, exists again. Even bands like The Used and Breaking Benjamin, and you could hate those bands. I don't necessarily love those bands, but I'm just using it as an example. Um, rock is an emo and that kind of gritty and screamo and all that stuff that is going to have a resurgence because everything does everything's cyclical. So we might be seeing an upswing Absolutely. and more of an aggressive stuff. And hopefully there are a bunch of 16 year old, uh, virtuoso guitar players listening to Caius and listening to yeah. these guys and listening to Iomi and listening to those bands oh. that are gritty enough and dirty enough from a sonic scape. Um, and I hope they make new music in that vein. Cause I can't get enough of this shit. This is like you mean me his Lord and Savior Iomi? Oh, Tonith <laughs> Iomi. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. He, you know. Speaking of resurgences. Speaking of re well, I was gonna say based on the the tragedy that happened today, do we want to talk about another another, another loss, horrible um, fucking with the, somebody else who was very prolific uh, uh, twenty years ago and probably the top of their game? And I mean, who knows? We might tragically have, lost them today. We might have ago. disparate yeah. opinions about things. I mean, we might as well okay. discuss it. Well, well, let's just say that let's just say, let's just fucking put it on front get street. It out there. Put it on front street. Pearl right? Jam has a new song they just yeah. released. And, oh, and, and it's called "Dance of the Clairvoyance," which is 
a really bad title. It does. It's all. It sounds a name like is a, a Nicol- It, it sounds like a Nicolas Cage movie that went straight to Amazon <laughs> Prime. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so, although um, Nicolas Cage has a new movie, uh, a Lovecraftian short story that's really yeah. good, and that new Just show that. he's on looks fantastic. Did you see it? It's I have uh, Oh fuck! You got keep talking on. I'll tell you. But it's it. called Color Out of Bounds or something. Color like that. Out of the Space, right? Color Out of Space, which and is it's about a media. It's a Lovecraft. It's an HP Lovecraft story, but it's about a meteor that came down. Oh shit! Why can't I think of the guy's name? But he's a uh, kind of a legendary. He's kind of an auteur. Uh, horror film director Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. Yep. Is that right? right? Um, he did Hardware, which I don't know if yeah, you guys hardware. have seen. Hardware, hardware. is uh, considered Fabulous. amongst film cinephiles as and like then, nerd porn. Yeah, and then Dust Devil, which is also like in oh, the cool. horror world. That was fun. You know, like, so, and then he got involved in the Doctor Island of Dr. Moreau. Ugh fucking remake with Marlon Brando and yeah. Val Kilmer and everything. Yeah. He remake? F- I thought he, it was just the first time the book had been. <coughs> no, they no, fired. They, they, they tried to make that it. into a movie? Yeah, they already did that. And know. he got fired within like two weeks of production. I didn't know that. And apparently- Richard it, Stanley. Richard Stanley. Stanley Richard Stanley. You. What'd you say? He got, Richard, Cl- Richard Curtis, I think, directed- uh, I think you're thinking of Stanley Love, Curtis. Actually. So Stanley Curtis's Tires and More. Uh, possibly. I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wow. So he got fired at, like two weeks into Dr. Moreau and yeah, has Richard never, yeah. ever Recovered. been, been yeah. recovered or been invited back into Hollywood circles. I watched part of that movie, um, by the way. I saw the first But Elijah Wood of has of the, a... Of the Island of Dr. Moreau. The one with Brando, right? No, yeah. not that one. I'm saying, Giant, the, the, I'm saying the one that, that... Oh, the color from I'm space? I'm saying, uh, yeah, the... Color out of space. Or yeah. out of space. Uh, but anyway, I watched the first hour of it because I ran out of time. Um, and it was definitely good. N- Nicholas Cage has these weird little moments where he actually like he comes through with some really good. Oh, movies. yeah. Um, but because he'll do anything because he has when to. he gets interested. Yeah. He and shows it's, up. It's very Lovecraftian and it's very strange. And the yeah. color palettes they use and right. it's, it's really beautifully kind of shot. Reminds me a little of that movie Neon Dion, uh, mm. Neon Demon. Neon Demon. That yeah. came Neon out. Dion Neon Sanders? Dion Sanders. Neon yeah. Dion? You know who I'm talking about. Um, number demon, 21 Atlanta sure. Falcons oh yeah uh, so, primetime son <laughs> primetime son uh, so no but anyway we, we we digress but just so you know if you guys are seeing that because uh, it's starting to get a lot of kind of hype right well, now well pigs 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 <laughs> seven pigs uh, would Not go eight. Uh, well with that kind of amen oh shit I'm sorry that kind of I, I thought it was it looked like it was going to be a series but no it's a movie with uh, Nicolas Cage Lawrence Fishburne called Running with the Devil I saw a couple oh of I saw it and it looked fucking dope no I saw that you one you saw the movie yeah and how was it it was all right. It looked. It looked it okay. The, the trailer. The fucking trailer house did a wonderful job. I, I like. I like. Want to see it. He does about four gangster movies a year. Revenge gangster movies a year. <laughs> he does. Whether they're um, Russian gangsters solid. or Japanese, at gangsters least four. Or... But then again, he does these tucked out little art house PC strange, um, like where him and the wife were murdered, like. Did you ever see the one where the, it's called Parents, I think? Yeah, yeah. Where, where they're killing all the where kids. Where they're it's killing the kids. Incredible. incredible. That movie's fantastic. So every amazing. now and then. Mandy was Mandy fucking was incredible. incredible. Mandy was fucking horrifying. Yeah, it was horrifying. horrifying. Jesus Christ. But, it's, a, it's a slow burn, but fuck but, whoa, me, This dude. is more in the vein of that. 
Yeah. Where he plays the good family guy, a meteor lands in the house and all hell breaks loose. Oh, so, shit. and it's Lovecraft, so put two and two together on that one. <laughs> uh, Yog Sagoth makes an appearance or yeah. something. Yeah. Wow. So, our yeah, first yeah. real fucking tangent today. Yeah. Wow, so that was good. We good really job, boys. Well, only out of pain and destruction because we were like, we really don't want to have to listen to this fucking <sighs> okay. quote Shall unquote we? Pearl okay. Jam song. Shall we? Okay. Do you want to give a lead in to kind of Pearl, like, I, I this was is the soundtrack to my shitty. Life. Pearl Jam right. is arguably one of the greatest <laughs> rock bands of all time, and, and you're gonna get you're nothing. gonna get a you're gonna get a lot of blowback on that. I remember during those years of uh, really hardcore Pantera, like uh, fucking, I like Pantera uh, sometimes. Like, no, listen like two though, or three but songs. but there was there was an era of rock where everybody was trying to be harder than fuck. And I get it. And that was part of rock. And, and I had to defend Pearl Jam against like the metal heads. Really? Um, Me too. Only because they were, they were considered a kinder, gentler sort of rock band. Even though they came out of Seattle, they clearly weren't one of the, uh, they, they weren't fucking mud honey. They weren't uh, the Melvins. They weren't even Soundgarden or Alice. No, they had a more uh, like Zeppelin-y Yeah, kind they of were never metal. Classic and, 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 rock. Yeah. And they got a lot vibe. of shit for that. And they got a lot of, you know, Vetter, you can't understand what he's saying. And it's very formulaic. But man, and we were talking before the podcast, listen to 10, listen to Verses of Vitology. Those are some of the three greatest rock albums yeah. we had the pleasure of listening to in that generation mm -hmm. of music. See, my as, generation, as a, we were like in fifth, fifth grade, I think, when, when 10 hit. Mm -hmm. When the grunge thing was happening, Nirvana was getting huge. You got people like fucking Bush that were, and that were coming out of the woodwork underneath that were coming from overseas. So we were all huge Pearl Jam fans. And then I had a few friends that were into Metallica and metal. And it was the opposite where we were the ones getting shit for still liking that old metal oh, shit. Oh, no. See, it was the opposite in Pearl LA. Jam. It was yeah. the opposite in LA. It was like, you're a softie if you like this fucking. This yeah, well, is... once you get north a little well, bit to San Francisco, right. it gets really Seattle-y. Yeah. In, <laughs> in 1991, I was in Bloomfield, New Mexico. So it was kind of a it was all metal, right? Take whatever you could yeah, get, right. but it was like mostly metal. It was mostly David Allen Coe, and hair rock, <laughs> and then like a, whatever pop shit. Dolly was Parton, at that point, a lot right? of butt rock. And so I saw Pearl Jam, Conway Twitty, and on. Uh, well, my mom had Conway Twitty. Of course on vinyl. she did. And uh, but I saw Matt Pinfield on 120 Minutes, mm -hmm. and he played Alive, and this was like even before the album was. God, I remember that when that came out. And I listened to this song and I was like, son of a bitch, yeah. dude. Like, what the powerful, fuck? dude. So right off the bat. I, I kept going back and forth to the whatever Tower Records, Hastings music shit until I finally got that album. And I think I'm pretty sure I was the first guy in Bloomfield, New Mexico that bought the Pearl Jam Bought album. 10? And I was just like, I was screaming that shit from the That was cover months. to cover. You, you know. forget how good I'm cover like, to dude, cover that I'm like, was. You mm -hmm. fucking idiots need to listen to this after baseball practice or whatever the fuck you do. Right. But like, mm -hmm. like you need to listen to this. And people like clued in. Like it started to happen. And then it mean? became a worldwide. Phenomenon. And then it became everything. And and it was really that was the big rub. And they've done documentaries about this. What it was like in Seattle at that time, and how bands got picked out of the woodwork. And a lot of bands didn't get picked, and were very, very, very fucking salty about it. Like the Pixies um, being like uh, Pixies, essentially inspiring so many other bands that got way bigger but, than. But there were bands out there that that sure. were more important than any of the bands that made it. And even the bands that made it would tell you. Yeah, the, those and I bands go back were the to bands that, that they I, all were. I go back to the Melvins and I go back to Mud Honey yeah. and I go back to um, 
Uh, what was the first band, uh, Cornell, with the guy that died? Mother um, Love Bone. Mother Love Bone. Yeah. There are these important bands that came out, and it was almost felt like guys like Alice and Soundgarden didn't even feel like they deserved it. And that kind of fed into the whole grungy I hate myself mm, thing. Yeah. Right. You know, like it almost helped. Like, because it well, so almost felt bad. It's like the skids from fucking Letterkenny. I hate my parents. I, I hate, I hate the it? world. I hate the world. And I hate, I hate myself. myself. <laughs> but but again, um, Pearl Jam being a very important band, they've taken a lot of flack over the years. Anybody that's listening that's under 30 right now, probably they're they're like an old rock band. I get it. Very important, though, in that in that transition from going from metal back into like songwriting and yeah. uh, lyricism yep. and, and melodic rock, which is what melody was, what was brought back in in grunge and mm -hmm. harmony. You listen to Alice in Chains and Cantrell and Lane, Lane Staley and how they interacted vocally together. And it was almost like listening to heart. Um, they were just yeah. melodically perfect together. Yeah. Um, but Cornell, one of the best singers that ever lived, Vetter, obviously a tremendous vocalist. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, we say all this in the beginning, listening, getting ready. For I know, we're exactly. getting well, ready for what? We're getting ready for the big lesson. <sighs> it's like when you're eulogizing like a known pedophile where you're like, sure, everybody's oh sad and his mom's here. Does so anybody You, you gotta say this shit, pedophile? but at the same time near the end, you gotta go. And then they're all them kids. Before we get into this, <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out. I think Eddie I just, Vedder. I, I didn't mean to call them a pedophile. That was uh, that was a little harsh. I was weird. I, yeah, I, sorry. That was super weird. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Eddie Vedder may have just become the Eli Manning Ooh. of rock and roll. Wow. Like he still has two rings and shirt well, no, getting but the he, Hall of Fame, and, but he but didn't start his last stuck season. Stuck around he, long enough. He was a two-time Pro Bowl MVP to fucking suck oh. for a minute. Like, wow. whoa. yeah, and we have to deal with it. Yeah, okay. but at least we'll hear this song on the soundtrack to the new Ryan Gosling Drive sequel coming out. I got it. Because this will more fit drive right the fucking. I could hear this right after a Kavinsky song. <laughs> drive be perfect. Hard. Drive harder. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're, um, to most of you, we're really sorry, and to a handful of you who are younger and are going to be like, "Oh my god, I actually dig this." Like you don't it. get to listen to our podcast. No, you're not going to dig it. You're not going to listen to our podcast anymore. <laughs> You Fuck blocked. off. We don't like you. We don't like your fucking face. Fuck your... Uh, Fuck your entire fucking life, bud! <laughs> okay. If you don't... If you like this song, go ahead and email us at uh, whiskeyreal at gmail.com and we will block email you Email us with podcast. latitude and longitude coordinates. <laughs> email us with that. God. what you said to me right before we started recording what again. I was saying is I need you this hate thing. it so much that you I, love it I love it and I've never had, I hate I've it. never had to hold back from hitting you harder in my life yeah <laughs> because I'm one of those people that needs something in their life to hate oh I need they have pills for that thing, I need a vehicle sort of for my 
anger and disgust. Yeah, but there's so much, dude. And there's so much out there to no, hate. No, I know. I got a president I want to kill. Yeah. I got a, no. Oh, did I say that? Wow. Oh, whoa. Um, <laughs> mark I've, that down. I've, uh, okay, hold on. No, I'm kidding. Don't mark it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to kill him. No, but I do want to watch him die slowly. I want to spank. circuit television. I want to spank him on his tushy. Yeah. I almost want to give him a foot massage and like talk to him a little yeah. bit. But or I also just... want to ass fuck his daughter while Jared Kushner cries in a baby outfit. Now you can like say diaper. that. Yeah. So you guys <laughs> talked about the David Byrne talking heads thing. It I mean, is a... He is hearing this on Byrne headphones, exactly. it blew my fucking yeah. brains is, out of the and, back and of my even head. His, even, How much even, it is there. Even as his affectation when he's singing is David Byrne. Like yeah. he's doing these weird little growly sort of yips and yikes. How do you that do are, that on accident? Um, he, I think it's intentional. And I think I, I look from a musical standpoint, I appreciate, I, I really do. And I'm not saying this, this isn't just me being a, like snarky. I really appreciate what they're trying to do. Mm. They had a vision of what they thought this song was going to be and, and what it was going to sound like. And they probably a mission accomplished. And if they didn't, they wouldn't have released it. Right. Okay. If this was something they were doing to fit into a movie, because for example, uh, Eddie Vedder's one of the biggest hits he's had in the last ten years. Oh, yeah, was, uh, into the or ten. It's been longer than ten years. Into the, into the, wild. the wild song, which won an Oscar, I think. Yeah. No, and he also uh, fantastic did, song. He's also but done fits other soundtracks, and he's done other soundtracks. Yeah. He's, he's not quite like getting into the soundtrack world as like he didn't go full Danny Elfman and ditch like traditional. Well, you know, and we don't even musicianship know, and just do or that. Johnny. We don't even know if he's actually doing an album. I this. know. And that's why I'm like, if this is going into the next drive sequel, <laughs> I get it. But if it's right. not fuck off or it, the matrix sequel, maybe. I thought, I thought the drums were, were programmed. Um, yes, and then I realized listening no into headphones, are there those not? are live drums. Are you fucking they have sure? hundred percent. Right. They have this weird little, um, I don't know, dude. Effect that they have on the snare that's this really wet, like a uh, soft snare. I know what the, they're going for, and I get it with the synths and the the boom, doom, doom, doom. boom. Doom, they're doom, doing a talking doom. head it's, song. It's a talking it. head song. That's in my first thought listening yeah. to it, just on my like in in wide open air. I thought it was Brian Eno y sort of thing, and I'm like, Sean brought up David Byrne. I'm like, that this is talking heads. But not it in changes, a good way. Listening to this on headphones changes it. But not in a good way, right? No. And and, and, no, and Vetter's doing We got so angry. I wish you could have seen us. We just And like, I love the talking head. No, as soon we, as we get to the chorus, we dropped our we headphones. We literally and just threw like our put headphones our, down. Put our fingers in the bridge on like the bridge of our nose near our eyes, like our dads and, used to when they were disappointed in and us. And listen, if you didn't know this was Pearl Jam and somebody just played you the song. Maybe it's a good song. Maybe you liked it more. Or hey, Talking Heads have a brand new song. I'd be like, this is fucking great. Are you kidding me? A well, return to form. Yeah. No, I would just say this sounds like the same shit. So does that mean we're being, are we being? That's the question. Like strangely unfair? That's a question, Bobby. We are being unfair because one, this motherfucker is a musical genius. So really he's semi-untouchable. But I will also say if you're big fans of Get Him to the Greek, it's a fantastic film with Russell Brand and uh, Jonah Hill. This is Eddie Vedder's African Child. (laughs) This is the song that everybody goes, oh, God. Well, and and You've let's be honest, the, the people that the, the people that grew up listening to Pearl Jam, like in in their formative years, um, don't necessarily listen to them anymore. We all have a great reverence and nostalgia for what Pearl Jam was, mm. and so it's very hard when you see the the. This is why the good die young, and and it should be that way sometimes. Because you you lock them into a point, and they become untouchable at that point. Right. Okay, and, so I'll I'll. I'll even expand on that. Okay. And I'll be devil's advocate a little bit. So there's bands like Motorhead 
and the Ramones. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lemmy's been, re- I mean, before his passing, had been playing the same fucking song. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. For 30 fucking years. How many times has Lemmy played and Ace we were of Spades? All, <laughs> we were all pretty. And not only that, every other song no, is still you know fucking Ace of Spades. You, it's Ace of Spades. They all, it's, I mean, they've been playing it's the same iteration album, the same of, song. It's some different iteration. The Ramones very much fall yeah. into that category. They played the Amen. same shit over and over and over again. And we lionized. And you loved it. And, and you we paid worship, for it. And we you paid them for it. Because they felt like a fucking electric blanket. Yeah, it was yes, a blanket. Course, in the great words of Mr. Ron Burgundy, safe. we've been coming to the same party for over 20 years. Yeah. And no way is that depressing. No way yeah, exactly. is that depressing. Amen. Amen. So uh, when a band like this does tack left, it's definitely left. <laughs> well, if it depends on your point of view. It swerves off the road. Let's just say yeah. there there are bands out there that have made their bones on being quirky and innovative from from a genre bending style. Yeah. If Arcade Fire puts out a fucking pop album, nobody's gonna get fucking bent out of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, if MGMT puts out a thrash album, nobody's gonna get bent out of shape. Yeah. They've set themselves up for genre bending to a certain extent. Um, uh, recently, uh, there's a there's a really well respected rapper that put out one of the worst albums last year um, because nobody saw it coming, um, and I think we need spoonful of sugar more than spoonful of medicine mm-hmm. um, when it comes to music. Pearl Jam has gotten very, they flirted with punk rock, like spin the black circle. They yep. flirted with avant-garde with bugs and weird, true. just strange uh, avant-garde tracks. I don't think we were ready for fucking uh, burning down the house. <laughs> Pearl Jam. Yeah, just 87 Jerry Harrison. Yeah, fucking, like, I don't bring think it. they yeah. set us up for that. And no. maybe in their, in, their, in their catalog of music, had they? It wouldn't have been so abrupt, but, mm-hmm. but it just, you expect certain things out of people, out of relationships, out of workplaces, out of your kids, out of everything. And when they hard tack, you get a little roughly, and it doesn't mean that tack is bad necessarily. I it think just, the word I used earlier was jarring. It is jarring. It's jarring. It's abrupt. It's jarring. It's abrupt. Like, it's jarring. Um, it, but it's Sean such a mellow up, uh, song that it's weird. It's such a mellow beat tempo song. Yeah. That it's strange that that was jarring. I don't know. That would make it even more jarring. I don't necessarily it, it, it doesn't even mean it. it's like bad music. You don't? It's, it's melodic and I it's. Know. I knew it. See, he was hiding this the whole fucking no, time. No, what I'm saying is I, knew I he threw liked down it. my headphones. You're fucking fired. I, I threw down my headphones when I heard him do that little growly thing in the vocals, oh. and I just had to stop for a second. Um, and we all know what that part was, yeah. right? We all agree. Yes. That part was fucked up. But yes. I don't think I'm listening. I'm hearing the beat in my head and I'm playing through it in my head right now. And I don't necessarily like if any other band would have done that, would I have liked hated it? No. I know. That's what fucking is fucking with me. I know. Me too. And I texted the you that, that earlier. Like, I don't know how to fucking deal with this. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's what they intended. I don't know. Maybe it is. But yeah, that we'd feel the same if they're like, hey, Bush is coming back and here's their new song. And it sounds like a fucking they might be giant song. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Well, that I, would be a drastic. That problem. would be a, <laughs> That'd be a hey, great improvement. 16 Stone was a solid. That album, would be bro. an amazing oh, improvement it. upon this. Shut up. Stop it. Glycerin. Stop denying talent when you see it. Stop Bush. it. Glycerin. You just were jealous and hated when you when, when your wife offs. leaves you for Blake Shelton. That's all you need to know. You might have fucked up. 
That's all you need. No, well, it's no, he she didn't leave him for Blake Chinsley. He left her for Seal after Seal left. Because, dude, Gavin loves the cock. So him and Seal. No, I'm making Whoa. this all up. I'm making this all up. Oh, God. I wish that was true. That was it. Holy that shit. That was going to be I amazing. thought you were like. I thought you had some inside scoop on some fucking no bad line. Dude, yeah, I want to see. I want to see that kid sing glycerine from a rose on the gray <laughs> shit. Wow, <laughs> that was a weird, just sort of, just strange <laughs> twist into madness. I am like this. That was fucking, dude. Chud Nato, <laughs> starring fucking Ian Ziering. Ian Ziering and Tara Reid. So this, this tornado has a bunch of douchebag podcasters in it. Why, why she didn't change her last name to Bull is beyond. So is our our consensus on this <laughs> that we all fucking hate it? I don't like it. You know what? And I, I first, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna weird. This could again. grow on me. I, I but I doubt it. What did I say? Could be a my grower, dad, not a shower. My yes, dad, you a, said that. My you dad gets that. curmudgeonly about music. He still has trouble respecting any kind of hip hop to a degree. Like That's he likes the fault. Beastie Boys sometimes, but he is very like he's like me, where he's like line drawn in the sand. Like That's not even music. This is a good shit. And I you sent should this, not my cousin. Say that ever. Okay, so my cousin Emiko and I, because my cousin Emiko is a huge Pearl Jam fan. She's like thirty, but she's like diehard. She buys the bootlegs. She goes shows um, more so than I ever was. And her dad and my dad always bonded over like being music nerds, vinyl collectors talking about like the merits of all kinds of music. I sent this link to my dad going, he's going to fucking hate it. They're gonna, and I was like, Emmy, he's going to fucking lose it. And she goes, my dad's going to hate it too. And my dad sends me back a fucking text message while I'm driving Bobby here. That says that what? Says, Love hum, it. I actually like it, but I've always been a bigger Pearl Jam fan than you. Uh, it's a really good song. It reminds me of a cross between Pearl Jam and Talking Heads. Well, no fucking shit. Yeah, no shit. Uh, he's like, right, it's Pearl Jam with a splash of David Byrne. I'm like, that's not a splash of David Byrne. That is David Byrne with a splash of Eddie Vedder vocal. Well, it yeah. just sounds like Pearl Jam doing a Talking Heads cover. I mean, exactly. really, that's at the Wouldn't end of the day. Wouldn't it be fucked up if this Even was some Talking a, Heads cover we didn't I know, realize right? it? <laughs> Even from a production standpoint, like what the, the when I mentioned that snare, the mix on the snare, like the sounds of the drums and the sounds of the bass and the sounds of the guitar and the sounds of the his cadence of his vocals and his melody. Oh, yeah. It's all fucking it's Talking Heads. So, but I don't know if this is an homage track. I don't know what the intention of releasing and this we'll is. find out. They're gonna Let's apparently there's an album probably in work. So yeah. who knows? Rolling Stone has an article that says, seriously, you've got to hear this new Pearl Jam song is the name of the article. Oh, uh, that's because it's fucking a throwback. And there's long so ago during a brief ecstasy phase, Eddie Vedder tried to write some techno music. I was listening to all this stuff on ecstasy, he told me in two thousand six. Okay, so I'm not going to keep going on, but that seems like a That's pretty... not techno, though. No, but it is more... nothing to do with techno. This has way more electronic... <laughs> it has the electronic It has electronic feel to it. The same beats of electronic music, repetitiveness. So, it's not like Tom York making Kid A or Amnesiac. No. That's fucking going deep no, into the electronic No, but it's closer to that end of the spectrum than a traditional Pearl Jam song. It is more like, a tech, like, a, like an 80s synth proto-techno song that also included guitars and drums and basses, but had the feel and the repetitiveness of an electronic song from back in the day. I guess. I don't know. It, it's very, I'm going to listen. We're going to, we're going to give you our update on how we feel about yeah. this. I think later I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to this more. I want to give it more. I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's not bad musicality. It's They've not, earned it's not bad. Eddie it's and just, the boys 
have earned a little benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you get some dap, yeah. And this could be like track one of a wildly different album than what we're expecting right. that might be kind of amazing. You never know. You never know. know. You never know. You never I, know. I don't want to. I don't want to put the nail in the coffin either on this. I'm not going to put the nail in the coffin. My expectations. So re- yeah, are let's remain uh, skeptically optimistic about them creating more music. Well said. Well, they're uh, always going to create more music. That's what they do. Yeah. And that's what musicians do. They create music, and if you stop, then you're no longer a musician. That's what happens. So, hey, anyway. uh, I'd like to pivot a little. You want to? Mm. So we normally at what? this time in, uh, of the podcast would be doing some pearls of wisdom. Yes, the, or clutch, 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 yo, which we are going to do, Bobby. So that you're not but, replacing it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm replacing it, but I want to. I want to go a little different direction because we're all going through like a really weird emotional time, and it's really important that I think we all take care of ourselves. Yeah. Yes, sir. More than that, I think it's time that we all treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Aaron, how have you in the last seven days treated yourself? Um, I will tell you that a couple days ago I um, imbibed um, certain chemicals that make you feel certain ways, and I went <laughs> so to a show. Vague. I went to a show, a good, really good DJ show in town, and in Durango we don't have a lot of those. No, um, and it was a fucking great show. A uh, gentleman's name was Marvel Years, and um, he he's I'm a, intrigued. He's a banger, dude. And uh, does I he was, have? Does he have incredible Hulk songs? No, and no, no, no. Iron Man? no. No, shit. Um, and it wasn't even EDM. It was more kind of funk soul inspired. He picks up a guitar now and then and licks, but it's mostly laptop digital shit. And we were just dancing and having a good time. And um, I, it, it, it's nice to go out and do that for yourself. And just um, it's not about going out to meet girls or going out to get drunk or going out to do anything except to just move around and be kind of one with the atmosphere around you. So um, you should treat yourself and and dance and feel good without any intent. And like no one's watching. No, that's stupid. Everybody's always watching. <laughs> so don't dance like an asshole. Dance like no one's watching. But go else and go out and go out and just move around and yeah. feel your space. And um, it's I important that. that you do that. Dance like no one's watching. How would you uh, fuck like her dad's watching? How would you uh, treat yourself? How Mr. do you treat yourself, chuddy buddy? How did I treat? Because Sean, first of all, you you work more than both more than of us. both of us. But no, together. well, yeah, you're a busy, busy man. I'm busy. I'm glued to but my this moments. fucking laptop. Laptop, whether yeah, it's doing is. this shit or whether it's and doing I, other shit. I for feel the that I'm much the That's same. That's what you're always the same way. So yeah, being glued to the laptop, I tend to wander into the e-commerce space and uh, to treat myself over the last ten days. I went on a little bit of a drunk spree of buying. Jay and Silent Bob collectibles. Treat yourself, fool. <laughs> I bought a uh, Blunt Man and Chronic dual, like it was a New York Comic Con exclusive that you could only get if you were at the Comic Con, but Kevin Smith hoarded some, and him and Jay signed them of Blunt Man and Chronic pop vinyl dolls. So I got that. Uh, there was two Jay and Silent Bob talking dolls that uh, uh, graffiti designs came out with in the 90s. Used to be able to find them at, at uh, Tower. I bought them when I was a kid, and then I took them out. Um, kid, I was like 14. I took them out and set them up and like in my dorm and shit and then everywhere. And then I, uh, you know, they just disappeared or pieces fell out. So I found some guy cause they don't make them anymore. Found some guy on eBay selling them for way too much money and was like, 
done, taking him. So those are up on the wall in the so cave. So Sean's got a problem. No, and then I was like, okay, God, that's not so bad. It turns out I also bought the new Jay and Silent Bob hat from the View Askew or the <laughs> oh website. God, the Silent Bob hat, the pin he wears on his jacket. And then I also, <laughs> uh, apparently, there was also, I, I, I put in an offer to another guy on eBay. Uh, in 2016, they released a four-figure series of Mallrats figures that were really lifelike. And they had ba- backgrounds you could set up so it looked like they were standing next to stores in the mall. So I got Jay and Silent Bob and Brody and Renee from Mallrats too. So I have all of the stupid dolls and nerd shit I need Jesus for the next 10 years probably. Right. I, I mean, I, I need So to... I treated myself, but I also, it's like I woke up just like, you know, just with heroin all over me and like <laughs> totally. three There's girls. Dead that, hooker. Yeah, and just like, oh my God, what have I done? But it was it was over the course of seven days and Katie's like, you have a lot of packages coming. What's coming? I'm like, no, it's fine. And she's like, is that enough? Did you? <laughs> She's like, okay, I get to buy myself some boots and jeans if you're going to buy yourself these fucking dolls. And I'm like, that's yeah, a no, totally, totally fine. fair conversation. Totally fine. Yeah. Bobby, how'd, how'd you, you treat, treat yourself? yourself? Um, Did you finally make it? You finally suck your own dick? I, I, um, I, I I'm takes a lot of yoga. I'm going to get a rib taken out. <laughs> that's just, a myth. Just Snoop of course it is. But, okay, it's a ridiculously stupid fucking myth. No, actually, all I've been doing is uh, a couple of things. One, I've learned I have like lung issues right now. Yeah, uh, smoking and Shocker. bad yeah, so you should life tone decisions. That down. Yeah, okay. Notwithstanding, um, I broke my ribs a few months ago, yeah. and I learned some really important like breathing exercises. And like I'm actually Wim Hof shit. It, yeah, I think that's the dude. Like, yeah. So I do these like 50 deep breaths. Yep, that's Wim Hof shit. And then I exhale. And before you exhale all the way, you you do it again, right? And you do it again, yep, and then man. you hold it. Fuck it. Oh, it's hard. So it's like man Lamaz. It, it kind of is, no, man. I'm but just, you, it's harder. I know, at the end of it, you come out feeling. I said man, didn't I? Like ridiculously. Uh, invigorated, yeah. and I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously, you're just punching oxygen right into your fucking cells, yep. yeah. And man, it's really made a big difference in me. Like, right on. Like I, 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 I had gotten to the point dealing with this accident and everything where I could barely walk from First Street to Second Street without getting out of breath completely. Right. And like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh no, I kind of got this. Your swag. And that's not even the exercise thing. I've been exercising more. Um, mm. but that was like a really important part of like learning to like pay attention to my breath. Yeah. Mm. And the second part of that is I've actually like started to look into meditation cause I'm like, well, oh, fuck it. Shit. If I'm actually like paying attention to my breath, that's step one. So good for you. Right. Of taking a minute and quieting my brain because my brain's a nightmare as you guys know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're and all like that. Our brain, our minds yeah, are racing a mile always, a minute. Always screaming. I mean, I just wake up at three in the morning and I'm like, well, now I'm fucked. Now I'm no, fucked. No, I'm everything's up. fucked. I'm up. Yeah. And no, but I'm, I'm actually taking a few moments to just be with myself. Good for you. And uh, it's really, really, really starting to settle in. Hell yeah, man. And I just That's started, but like, I'm really hoping like, this could be a thing that's an important part of my life. It, it'll it'll end up growing, especially with meditation. Like I do a lot of like, um, there's different ways to get to that point. Uh, Wim Hof does his breathing techniques to get there. Um, if you're if you're Buddhist, you do it certain ways. If you're this way, you do it certain ways. Sure. I do like candle staring. I do whatever I can do to put myself in the mind frame of that. Some people use chemicals. Some people don't. Some people say mm. it's you shouldn't. I don't think there's any right way, any right path to get no, to that whatever nucleus gets you there, of what it, right. right. It's whatever gets you there. 
Um, super important though to do, yeah, especially in the age of di- say, digital technology where we're engulfed in screens and not people and not things mm-hmm. to be able to pull away from all of that and take those moments to just quiet. Um, sometimes being quiet is the loudest thing in the world. Yep. And um, it, man, if you can just stop for a second. It's where your psyche rebels against you. It, it, especially with all the onslaught of stimuli that we give it. Yeah. It used to be easier to meditate 60 years ago. Yeah. As we get further down the rabbit hole of who we are in technology, it's becoming increasingly harder to quiet um, no and without getting crunchy and whatever. But if you're able to pull away from all those things, even for 30 minutes, if you give yourself 30 minutes and you don't need to meditate, just, just shut it all down. Sit still. Shut it all down and listen yeah, to Yeah, do you yourself. remember when we were younger and it was like, well, if anybody calls after dinner, we don't answer the phone. Right. Yeah. I'm getting text messages until midnight and responding right. to them right. and just because I'm conditioned. I just shut somebody down today that wanted to have a conversation. They were upset about something. I said, I'm with my family. I, I appreciate your understanding. Wrap it up. And then when they answered back and an answer back. Yep. Because you have to set boundaries for yourself. And yep. that's a that's a very important thing to do, especially nowadays, more than ever, really. Yeah. So well, I think ever. that with that that being said, I think it's time to wrap it up, boys. Yeah. And the last yeah. thing we'll is that our, that's, that's our, our clutch of pearls. That's, that's our, our clutch, of, clutch pearls. of pearls is treat yourself. Treat yourself. And if you're thinking about treating yourself, treat yourself in every possible way. Except on eBay. Yeah, okay. eBay. But uh, the last thing you should do is uh, splurge on that helicopter ride. Ah. Uh, Primus sucks. <laughs> <laughs>